All right, everyone, welcome back to episode 86 of the 580 show. We got a special one this week. It's myself and CJ Pierce. What's going on, man? How are we doing, guys? Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on. I thought it was uh it was timely with you. So this episode will actually be out on Sunday. So it'll be the day after uh you compete. But uh you're competing this Saturday at Clash of the 90s in Lakeland, Florida, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Flying so, out Thursday at midnight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got uh, we yeah, I, I got some obligations I got to do Thursday. So I'm flying out Thursday at midnight and then uh, I'll be in Florida by 7 a.m. for weigh-ins. Yeah, there you go. Right into it. So you've already done a class show. You actually you actually punched up into the 105s. I was actually there to watch you compete. So you kind of uh, I think that's kind of advantageous for you seeing I think class shows run differently, it seems, watching and being there in person than a traditional strongman show. Um, so um, that's cool that you've already been at one before, right? So you have the... Yeah, I mean, it, it is a little different, you know, because um, I think the biggest difference um, between class shows and, you know, your typical strongman show to do, like, for example, you know, you've done nationals, I've done nationals, we know how those run. Um, you kind of have time to warm up, you have time to kind of plan for, you know, different things. Um, with Clash, it's all live streamed. And the goal is, of course, for it to be user friendly and for it to be viewer friendly. So with that, you know, as the caveat of the athletes might not have the same amount of warm up time, you might have limited implements. Um, so it is ran a little differently. You kind of have to adapt to it as you go. Right. Uh, I will say after the first event, usually you're pretty good. So you get that, you know, nice little back pop out and then you're usually <laughs> pretty okay the rest of the show. Yeah. Um, so it is something you have to adapt to, though, for sure. I think. I, I really think you're like, especially you, you're athletic, like you, you'll be built for that. You know, I see some of your workouts like on Instagram and stuff. When you post to your page, like you're in and out, it seems in like less than an hour for sure. Sometimes. So like, seems like your conditioning, you're going to be good. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's uh it's, it's definitely something I focus on, especially after doing that clash, the one Oh fives. Um, I kind of realized how different, you know, the, the show was the environment, how fast paced it is. Um, you kind of have to almost adapt your train to deal with that kind of volume, you know, especially if clash the nineties, which is going to be a really taxing show. You have a, um, a, you know, you have a press medley that ends with a max rep log press, right? You have a yoke to 50 feet and then three sandbags to 50 feet. You know, that's another very cardio intensive task. Then you have, you know, a 13 inch deadlift for max reps, a circus dumbbell for max reps, um, yeah. And the frame carry, you know, the frame carry is a frame carry. Most guys will be good there. But um, and then, but then you have, you know, a seven bag toss series as well. So it's just, it's a series of very cardiovascular intensive um, events with very little rest in between. So yeah. I've had to adapt my train to, uh, to be ready for this, you know, to take this on. Yeah. I'm really excited because I think the 200, you guys are like, and I'm really happy, like Strongman Corp recently made it up its own class, right? Because you've been... You know, you've won the 200s at nationals, I believe, twice, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But it's always been that confusing subcategory. And I think um, now what we're seeing in Strongman, 200 is like a really, really prominent class and has the potential to be like probably the biggest class because it's like a, a, the average sized person that trains is around that 200 range, right? So it's I just think it has the potential to be just such a huge class. Yeah. And, you know, one of the uh, one of the trends I'm noticing now that, you know, the 90s is getting bigger is I have a lot of friends who are 231s um, who were competing up. 
Um, however, now there's more opportunities in the 200s. They've realized, okay, it might be advantageous to go down to where my you know natural body weight sits. Sure. Um, I you know for me personally, you know, I'm a I'm a five eight guy. I'm not super tall. Uh, filling out to like 240 pounds, it's not it's not the easiest task. Uh, there's a lot of guys who have done it successfully. I have not so far. The heaviest I can get is about 220, about feeling gross. Um, but I agree with you. I think the U80s, U90s, it's two of the most competitive classes right now in strongman. Just because the average size humans around those weight classes. Yeah, it's cool because like you can see Brian Shaw, and it just it's kind of reiterating what you were saying. But you can see Brian Shaw lifting a car. It's like, well, that's really cool. He's obviously super strong, but he's four hundred twenty five pounds and six foot eight. Like I'm never gonna be. No matter what I do, I can't be six foot eight, four hundred twenty five pounds. But you see a guy that's like, oh, these guys are one hundred seventy five or two hundred pounds, and they're you know CJ lifted a three hundred eighty six pound axle. And he weighs 200 pounds like that. I think that's so relatable to like the average person that's watching that it's, it makes it, it makes it really appealing. Yeah. I think, you know, with, especially with the way the sport's going, you know, we kind of have two directions. Um, you can make the sport more appealing by having freaks, which is, you know, our super heavyweight class with those freaks who are shouldering, you know, 400 pound stones for reps, you right. know, all that crazy stuff that goes on up there, or you can make the sport more relatable, which is kind of what the U eighties and U nineties kind of aims for. Right. You know, relatable people. Um, if someone was to watch Clash the nineties, they might be able to say, okay, you know, a six hundred pound, thirteen inch deadlift. How many reps got hit there? Right. Uh, so I think I think making the sport more appealable and giving the eighties, nineties such a you know such a large platform will really be beneficial for strongman as a whole. For sure. Um, I I was you you kind of mentioned the events, but uh, I, I think they're interesting. I want to talk about them too. Uh, the first event's a press medley. So it's an axle block and then log for reps in 60 seconds. And it's a uh, 275 axle, 180 block, and then a 270 log for reps. That's a, yeah. I think that's a pretty fun medley. Those are yeah, you know, I think, I think it's really cool. Um, I, and the last log is press away, which is very interesting because it's such a technical ending. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, obviously you got the axle at the start, which is, you know, a taxing lift. Um, the block, which, you know, a 180 block is more of just – it's there for show, right? Yeah, guys yeah. block above their head. Uh, but ending of a 270 log, it's just, it's cool. You know, how many reps can you hit with 270 above your head, press away? Um, you know, it'll, it'll be an interesting event for sure. Yeah. I think the block, this is kind of a side note, but it it seems like, I mean, you're very experienced in strongman. Like there's way, everything goes in waves. Like we're seeing a sandbag over two shoulder wave right now. It seems like the block is on a huge resurgence right now. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I think part of it, uh, we've seen a couple guys uh, who have hit world records recently. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Jacob Therity recently hit a world record. Uh, Aaron uh, T from California hit the mm -hmm. U90 block press record. So I think with these records and with people, um, you know, seeing the records go up, I think it's become a more prevalent event because now promoters are like, oh, guys are getting back into this again. Right. You know, it might be a draw. Yeah, for sure. Um, the second event, yoke into sandbag. So you 50 foot yoke and then all the sandbags are, are 50 foot away too. And you, it's kind of strategical because whatever your height, your yoke is at is what you load over. Right. So. Yeah. So if you're a dominant yoke guy, like for me, like I, I'm pretty good on the yoke. I feel very comfortable with a heavy yoke on my back. I might set, you know, an inch lower than I usually would. Yeah. Um, just to make the load over the bar a little easier. Um, now the sandbags being all at 50 feet and it having, I think it's a 90 second time cap. Yeah. 90 seconds. That's yeah. I mean, be a burn. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's going to be tough. It's 400 feet of running with 200 feet of that being a front load. 
you know, that's a yeah. very intense event. And I've trained at the Compoid a couple times um, as the second event in my training day. Um, and, oh, man, you start going. I actually had a uh, nightmare last night about that event. <laughs> but they switched it to a three-tire medley. And I was like, oh, my poor bicep, it's not going to do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it'll be, it'll be an interesting event. Um, I like that it's the second event of the day. I think it's going to make the other events that much more challenging. Two, so, like, on paper, 225, 250, and 275 doesn't seem that heavy when you see, like, guys like you compete. And uh, there's a lot of studs in your class. But I think it's, like you said, all that running, I think – I don't think everyone in the class will finish that. I definitely, I definitely think it'll be tough to finish that event. No, and we we had this discussion actually. It's funny we've been talking. Obviously, you know, we're all we're all pretty much buddies in the '90s class. Yeah, you know, it's like the '80s. It's a tight community. Yeah. The '90s guys are the same way. We're pretty tight knit. Um, and we we were talking about that medley, and we're like, man, this is gonna be the most brutal event that we've ever done. And not because the weights are crazy, but just because it's it's so many you know it's so many events in you know so many sandbag carries in a row to that front low position, your quads are gonna be on fire by the end of it. Right. I so, I, I, I think too, like all these events, and there's a couple more to say, but they're all gonna be super fun to watch as a spectator. Like yeah, and I I think I think I like the inclusion of this event because at first I'll be honest, I looked at it, I said, man, can't we just do an eight hundred yoke to fifty? And then like a 300 sandbag to 30, then a three, like 50 sandbag, 10 feet away. Yeah. Because I'm lazy. I just want it heavier so that there'd be less running. Um, But when we think about from a viewer standpoint, 225, 250, 275, once again, it's relatable for people who are watching. Right. Um, And I think it highlights the athleticism of our class, the athleticism, the cardiovascular endurance that some of the guys in our weight class have. Um, Sure. Yeah. Um, And then, I mean, the next event's a Hummer tire deadlift with an axle. And that's always just, and it's head to head, which I like that. That makes it really fun seeing two guys like ADL streaming it. So it'll, you know, it's going to be a good quality and everything like that. A- again, for the spectator, super fun to watch. Cause it's like do an axle deadlift for reps, but then adding those Hummer tires, I think makes it look even cooler. Yeah. And the head to head element, you know, I just don't want to be next to Nick O'Hare. Cause yeah, I know he's yeah. 20 reps. So I just, I just don't want to be next to that guy. As long as they can put me next to somebody who I can kind of keep up with on that event. I'll be cool. You know, just don't put me next to Nick. Right. (laughs) He's a freak too. He's, he's a good puller. He's a real good. Yeah. And then circus dumbbell again, head to head. I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're going to like that event. Another, a second overhead for you. Yeah, no, I I love, I love circus dumbbell. I think it's a really fun event. Um, And we're using the uh, the big dog circus, which is another cool viewer um, element to it. Cause it's got that big old fat three inch handle versus the typical two inch handle. Um, so with that, I think it's gonna be another spectator friendly event where people are going to watch, but like, Whoa, you know, right. That's pretty, you know, that's pretty intense. Um, and 180 course, pounds any, any, too. Uh, 180 pounds. Yeah. yeah. 180. That's, I mean, that's, it, it, that's tough. I mean, 200, you have 200 guy pound, pound guys pressing 180 over their head for reps and with one arm, with one arm. And not to mention it's the fourth event of the day after, <laughs> Pretty much yeah. three max and max intensity events. Right. So, oh, it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, and then frame carry down and back. One only one drop allowed, which I I actually think that's kind of uh I think that's interesting. Um, six twenty five no straps. I think you guys will do good at that event. I think a lot I think so too. You know, I'll be honest with you, Josh. I'm just gonna send it. Mm-hmm. I know this is gonna air on Sunday. Yeah. So I can say this, I'm just going to send it and I'm going to bank on the fact that I won't drop it. 
um, and just see what happens. Because I feel like at a show like this, you kind of have to take risks if you're going to win. Oh, 100%. you have to be willing to take a couple risks. And if you're not willing to take those risks, you have a much lower chance of winning. Oh, for sure. I, I, yeah, no, I, I think you'll do really good at that event. And then how's your sandbag bar uh, over bar sandbag? Throw? Oh, the, the sandbag toss. Yeah. Uh, you know, after seven, after seven, uh, seven bags, I might get a little tired. I think, um, I, I think that's know, real interesting how many bags they have. 35, 40, 40. Four, so 35 and then two 40s, two 45s, and then a 50. Yeah. I mean, so that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's another cardiovascular intense event, right? I mean, it's, you know, the first the first three bags, I feel like are kind of, you know, what, what I would call stride bags, right? Like you're going to hit the 35, you're probably going to throw it from the start line. You're going to take two steps back with the 40, you're going to hit the 40s. The 45, I think, is where the game's going to change a little bit. And guys are going to have to rely on some technique to get over 15. Um 15, I feel like has been that popular height for the different, um, the different, uh, divisions in strongman, obviously like strongman corporation went through this huge phase of bag tosses over 15 feet. Yeah. So we're back to, you know, bag tosses over 15 feet again, um, which is super interesting. Um, yeah. but you're right. It, it all comes in waves though. You know, like right now the sandbag over shoulder, it's a wave sandbag toss. I think it's starting to die out a little bit, but Yeah. That that is a really cool event to be the last event of the day, like to have everything on the line with the bag tosses. I think that's a really cool finale for the show. I think so too, and it's a cool transition away from you know because what does every show do as their last event? They probably do stone over bar if it's a big show. Sure. Um, you know they do stone over bar, they do a stone series, something like that. So using a sandbag toss, I think, is a really cool way. Um, it's gonna add some drama. Now it might end up personally biting me in the ass, but it is what it is. I think it's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, so how do you feel like talk about the events, the six events, how do you feel going into clash? Like health wise, training wise, just how do you feel overall? So I'm, I mean, health wise, this is probably the best I've felt in years. Um, I've been, you know, lifting weights since I was 10 years old um, without much of a, much of a break. Um, so health wise, this is probably actually the best I've ever been. So I really have no excuses here. Uh, whatsoever. Um, training wise, you know, I, uh, I had, you know, some of the events felt really, really good to me. Um, the, that press medley, that starting press medley felt really good. Um, I think I'm gonna do quite well there. You're going to uh, win that sure. event. You're going to win. Yeah, that I think event. I think that's a bad, I can really have a high chance of winning. I think, I think I can hit 10 reps, yeah. um, eight to 10 reps, um, is why I think I'll end up hitting on that log. Um, wow. I think, I think it'll be a good event for me. Um, and then the circus dumbbells, another event that's really peaked well for me. Um, I'll be honest at the start of my training, it was one of those events that I really had to technically drill because I hadn't touched the circus since I did the first clash series. So that was, you know, six months ago yeah. or whatever it was. Um, so it did feel a little foreign at first. I feel like, um, like just an event too, like circus can just really like one day, Monday, it can piss you off. And then Friday, it's like your favorite event. Like yeah, when it's yeah. when it's clicking, it's clicking, and then when it's not, like you hate that thing, you know. Yeah, and the interesting thing too is like you know the way that I had to train it was it wasn't the actual press that was getting me; it was the tapping gobies, the three inch dumbbell. Oh, okay. I actually ended up having to change my my form completely on the uh, when I was bringing in the block down because or the uh, circus dumbbell down because typically you know I'd just be able to turn it and kind of catch in this hand, where if that three inch I have to bring it to my shoulder, bring my hand to the bell, and then guide it oh, down. Oh, okay. Um, so I ended up having to completely tr change the way that I completed that event. 
Um, but that's another event that I feel pretty strongly about. I think I can hit six to eight reps on it. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a reason too. like, that's an example of why specificity can like really play an advantage, like went into training. Cause you, you train with that three inch and now you like, you know, little things expose themselves that you'll do in the show now. Yeah. You know, in the first class I did, it was a three inch dumbbell. I trained with the, uh, the Louis Sear, um, oh, okay. because the other class shows except for clash in Jersey used a Louis Sear. Um, so I anticipated that I too would use a Louis Sear. So basically my entire training, um, I went up to Phoenix. There was a gym Liberty up there that has a Louis Sear. Um, so I would go hit that dumbbell. Um, and then I got to the show. And one of the things I love about strongman is, you know, things change. Yeah. Um, so I see one of those big dog circus dumbbells. And I just think to myself, crap, dude, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think one of the cool things about doing that show and doing this show is both the dumbbell at, um, clash in Jersey was, I think it was 180. Um, I hit for four reps at the end of the medley, man, it'd be sweet for, to hit like seven on the fourth event and see that progress over time. Yeah, for sure. You know? that, that's cool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, how do you, uh how do you see the day shaking out like i mean, I know you don't want to say like you're gonna win you know what i mean but like like overall i mean i think you'll hit some big prs like you said it's always cool to see like events you've done in the past and measure yourself up against it but like in the yeah. standings how do you think you'll how do you think you you'll figure you'll you know end up you know and so one of the mistakes i made when i first started this josh this is kind of a sidebar so i apologize no you're good. Uh, i would always think about well what numbers do i need to hit to win versus what was, you know, physically possible for me at the time. So right now, based on what's physically possible for me at the time, I think that there's four events I could reasonably get top three in. I think there's three events that I could finish first in. Um, I think the three events I could finish first in is the press medley, the circus dumbbell. And I think I'll do quite well at the frame. I really do. I, um, I, I, I see that up. being a very good event for you. I think the yoke to sandbag medley, I think I can get top three in. Um, the deadlift, I kind of have to swim to stay alive, you know, see if I can crack top five in that. And yeah. then the sandbag toss, once again, at a show like this, you just kind of send it. I'm in the plan to send it. Um, I think I'm bringing a package that can podium. Uh, but we'll see. There's lots of studs out there in my weight class. I respect the hell out of all the guys I'm competing against. Right. Um, you know, I think, I think it's going to be a really tightly contested show. Um, I'm going to predict that the final standings – the top three will be within three points of each other. I can definitely see that. That's cool. Do you know, do you know exactly? Cause I know there's been some dropouts. Do you know how many guys are coming? Yeah. Sure? So right now I think there's 11 guys total right now. Um, we started at 15. We had some dudes who had to drop because of injury. Mm -hmm. uh, we had some dudes that had some unfortunate, you know, circumstances where they couldn't attend anymore. Uh, yeah. So right now it's 11 competitors, um, which yeah, once again, it'll just make the show even tighter though. So yeah, it will. But um. No, I, yeah, I think you'll do well. I mean, I, I'm really, I'm just excited to watch, you know. Um, but you know, that's that's really what I want to say about the clash. And people can go to clashsps.com, and you can, uh, you'll see the link. It's actually like CJ's little background right now. If you're watching on YouTube, but uh, we'll post a link too with it. But it's ADL Live. All the streams are awesome with Clash, and it's six bucks. So if you're, you know, if you're in the business of supporting Strongman, you know, hopefully you watched. This is Aaron after, but we'll post a link beforehand. Um, yeah, and you know, I just, I, I have to say, you know, I went to obviously I went to Hilton Head, uh, failed the world log record on the ESPN, yeah. Uh, yeah. but I went to Hilton Head, and the, the coolest part of the weekend for me was getting to watch the way that Clash of the UNO5s was ran. 
and getting to see the way um, that the the uh, the class show, the women's class show, was ran as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty. It was pretty incredible. Um, you know, I know the clash, the U one Oh fives, the finals was done in about two hours, um, which was super fast paced. Um, and then, um, the women's clash was done in about an hour and a half, two hours as well. Um, and that was another interesting one because I ended up getting sucked into that one because Mel Peacock, um, and Sam, they had this great battle going on for first. So it was, it was a super interesting, uh, finale to watch. Yeah. That was a really cool weekend. It was really fun to watch. Yeah, it was eye opening to what the sport could be. You know, we ran shows the way in in, you know a two hour time frame what it could be. It was awesome to see. Yeah, for sure. And you, I mean, you missed your log. At least you didn't break your back doing like a one thirty five deadlift in Jersey. That's what I did trying to get to Hilton Head. So, at least I would have liked to always be there. But yeah, yeah, it's all right. You know, it happens. happens. That's how I felt about my bicep tear two years ago. You know. Oh no, that's good. I feel healthy again. So that's all I'm just that when you come off an injury like that, you know, with your bicep, like you just feel so thankful to be like, have the physical ability to train. And like, it's something like it was really a wake up call for me. And like, I will never take training for granted again, like genuinely. Yeah. You know, after I, I had the same experience, you know, I tore my bicep and you know, what do you look forward to after your day at work? You know, you look forward to training, right. you know, what do you look forward to when you wake up the next morning, you look forward to training. Um, when I first tore my bicep, I remember I was very negative. I was like, you know what? This might be it for me in Strongman. Maybe I'll go switch to bodybuilding, um, do something like that. Um, and then, you know, I kind of talked to my fiance. I talked to some of my close friends. They, they were like, dude, you just got to get out of this rut. You're bitter right now because you had a bad injury, but you're going to get over it and you're going to want to be back in Strongman. So sure enough, you know, the following week, I'm sitting there in my one arm cast doing circus <laughs> dumbbell reps. Yeah. I was like, all right, you're right. I, I want to be back. Yeah, that's, that's, that's to a T exactly how I felt, man. And it's like, I own a gym, so it's even, it's even more miserable going down there and like having to watch all my friends train and everything when you're hurt. It's just like, it's torture because it's what you look forward to. It's, it's a hobby and it's, it's what we like to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, um, especially you owning a gym. I mean, I'm just part of a strongman gym. Right. Um, it was cool being able to watch other guys progress, but at the same time you're sitting there thinking, you're like, man, how far behind am I falling? Right. I also, I, I want to rewind real quick. I think you made a really good point that I kind of uh, stuttered over uh, was when I asked you how you would do this weekend, right? And you said that you used to look at versus the competitors and now you look at what's possible for you. I think for like novice to intermediate, because we have a decent amount of novice people that listen or intermediate, n- newer to the sport. And that's something we always try to harp on. I actually think we talked about it last week on our episode is if you and I see Jerry going head to head, right? There's nothing I can do to prevent you from, from doing as many reps as you're going to do. Right. All I can do is just control my own destiny. Does that make sense? So it's like, focus on what makes focus on exactly what you can do and do as best as you can in those five to six events. And that's how you're going to end up. There's nothing I can do to stop CJ Pierce. You know what I mean? And there's nothing you can do to stop me competing against each other. It's yeah. Do your best, you know? Yeah. I mean, as long, as long as you do that, you know, the only regret I've ever had is, you know, at the last class show I did in Jersey, um, I'll be honest. I, I was kind of, you know, I was in the middle of some stuff. Um, and I, I didn't feel like training wise, I had done my best lean up to that event to prepare. I mean, it showed like I, I was not in the best shape of my life for that show. Right. Um, and I wasn't disappointed in how I compared to other people. I was disappointed in how I compared to myself. 
because I've never, I've never once had a show except for that show where I've sat there and thought, man, you know, you, you didn't do everything possible to be successful. Right. You know, I think as long as you do everything you can do as an individual to be successful leading up to a show, you can't have any regrets. Like Josh, if you hit 20 reps at a 600 pound deadlift and I hit 10 and 10 is what I'm physically capable of, guess what I'm going to say? I'm going to say sweet. Right. You know? Right. We had I, a, yeah. we had a guy, uh, we were out at a show, a local show in Harrisburg, PA this uh, past weekend. And we had a competitor who's brand new and not even in the sport for a year. And he got second and he was bummed out because he wanted to get a nationals invite, but all five events he PR. And we're driving home and I'm like, dude, you just hit a 60 pound deadlift PR. You hit, you PR this time in this event, this, this, this. It's like, dude, that's awesome. Like that is seriously the best case scenario for you. You did, did the best you could. Yeah. How can, how can you possibly be match yourself, you know, hitting PRs? Right. It's, you know, what you're physically capable of. That's awesome. And it's just going to get better and better if you just consistently do that over time. If I hit like 10 reps on that, on that, you know, deadlift, that 13 inch deadlift, and that's only good enough for fourth or fifth. I'm still going to be stoked because 10 reps is right. pretty good. For me. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not my strongest event, but it's something I worked really hard on. 100%. Um, and I can't stop Nick O'Hare from hitting 20. Um, I can't stop, you know, um, the other dudes who are great pullers that are going to that show from hitting like 15 reps. Right. But I sure as hell can control my effort. I can control whether or not I'm going to quit. I can control my attitude towards it. Those are all things I can control. And those are things I can focus on as positives. 100%. Where to, uh, so 90s will wrap up this weekend. Make sure you guys go buy it. What's, uh, what's next for you after, uh, after this show? Do you have a plan for the rest of the year? Yeah. So I'm taking, uh, you know, I have, I have a big goal. Um, but honestly, I've gone hard for a very long time. Um, I'm getting married soon. Um, so there's some life stuff that I'm kind of focused on, you know, that I'm kind of focused on. Um, now, obviously, Strongman's a huge part of my life. Um, I plan to do it till I'm 50, I hope. Yeah. And if I can do it past 50 and be like Ode Hagen, that would be amazing. Right. Uh, but after the show, you know, I'm going to take two months. Um, I'm going to do an, a legit off season. Um, I'm going to work on my strict press. I'm going to work on my front squat. I'm going to work on my conventional deadlift. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of move away from strongman influence for two months. Nice. That being said, when I return, I plan on hanging a 400 pound overhead at 198 in December. It's huge. So axle clean and press. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm gonna do the axle. Uh, I was gonna do it at my friend's show. Uh, she runs one of the Hope for the Holiday shows, which are always fun. Um, it's a charity event. Um, it'd be a cool place to hit 400 for the first time in my life. You know, you only have so many of those That's... presses in your body. You might as well do it at something cool, do it at your friend's show. And right. Yeah, have some fun, you know? That's cool. So, no nationals this year? Uh, no nationals. No, no, gotcha. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save the money this year. Yeah, I gotcha. I don't, I don't blame you. It gets, it, it, talk about it all the time, but it's a hobby, man. And it's like, I'm getting married in in four weeks too. So it's like, I understand like personal life stuff. It's expensive. It's at the end of the day, this is a hobby. You know, we all have our pro- real professions, our life and everything as much as training feels, you know, like our life. You know? Yeah. And you know, I, I'm, I'm going to love watching you. Know, I, I, have, I have a client who's going to be competing there. Um, I'm going to love watching her compete. Um, I'm going to love being able to follow some of my friends who are doing it. Um, it'll still be a fun weekend for me, but I'll just be, you know, at different places. Here, which yeah, is okay. oh. You know, it's okay. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, you can, so are you referring to Gigi? Yeah. Yeah. Gigi yeah. will be. She's, yeah. she's come down to our, she's a garage gym lifter, but she's come down to our place to train quite a few times. So we're, we're pretty close to her. Good. Keep her motivated when she visits. <laughs> she, and when I posted that you're going to be on, she immediately DM me. He's like, I'm excited. 
So. Oh yeah, no, she's she's awesome. She's gonna do great nationals. Yeah, she's competing at our winter show too at the gym. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. But um. So yeah, so pretty much a a long. So what was the? So you're gonna go from a 368 axle, and your hopes is to hit a uh, 400 plus, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, that'll be the world record for your class. Yeah, that'll that be, be the world record. Yeah, that'll be adding to it um, a yeah. little, um, which would be pretty sweet. Um, and I don't know, like I'm not a big world record guy. I've kind of moved past that standpoint. Um, sure. It's cool, right? But at the same time, it is really taxing on your body hitting those world records. Um, in preparation for the log, I was pretty messed up. Like my back hurt all the time. My shoulders were both doing this weird clicking thing. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, once I started backing down my training, pre- preparing, I did the um, the Ode Classic. Um, again, I do that show every year just because I love Ode Hog and think he's an awesome dude. Yeah, that's um, cool. So I, do, I do a show every year. But preparing for that, which I think was like a 280 log for max reps at the end of medley, my body felt so much better than trying to try to hit some huge number. Um, so I think this will be like the last kind of big number I chased in my strongman career. Yeah, I hear you. I like I did the I did the deadlift attempt at Class Jersey because it was just it was kind of close to home. You know, it was within five hours of our place. But like I thought to myself, I'm like, I would so much rather be a well-rounded strongman. My overhead sucks. My deadlift is is better for for my class. But like I want to just get my overhead better. Like I want to be a more well-rounded strongman and do good at big shows. My goals, you know, do really well at nationals this year. So like I hear you with the world record stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you're know, like it's it's really fun to do. It's a cool moment. Um, but I'm a big time believer, and you only have so many of those lifts in your career. Right. Um, you know, I I foresee myself having one or two presses at 400 in my career, and that'll probably be it. Um, which I'm okay with, you know, that's, that's part of the game. You know, our bodies aren't meant to last forever. Um, you know, like I said, I want to do this time 40 or 50, but I'm, if I want to do time 40 or 50, I have to be smart about it. I have yeah. to kind of, you know, give up on chasing huge numbers and focus more on winning shows. hundred percent. Um, do you have any, uh, advice for, uh, first time, uh, competitors, so I want I, I want I want you to give advice to two types of people. So people that are newer to the sport, we'll say one or two shows, and then first time at nationals because we have a lot of people that listen that are going to nationals for the first time. Bigger show, you can relate it to OSG to any of those any of those shows. But what would be your advice for like more novice people? Yeah, so if you're a complete novice to the sport, you know, I, I get uh sometimes I'll get like DMs from you know from younger people, you know, 18, 19 years old who are really interested in joining the sport. Um, and I always tell them the same thing, you know, my first show, I didn't do super great at, um, actually, well, my first show I did really well, it was more of kind of a CrossFit thing. The events were super light, high reps, which is something that I was already good at. Um, but then my second, my third show, I zeroed like three of the events. Um, so my advice to anyone who's a novice is just to, you know, you got to jump in in order to get started. You have to get started. Um, my first show that I did, I signed up two weeks prior to the show. Um, I had no clue what a log press was. I just knew that I wanted to try it. Um, you know, I, it's so, I know what a Zercher carry was. I know what all these things were. Um, and then when I got to the show, what I did was I learned what these movements were. I asked the guys who are more experienced how to do it. I asked them how to do it effectively. Um, and then, you know, you kind of network and you start talking to guys who are successful, um, and figure out what they've done to be successful. Um, I think for any novice competitor, the most important thing is not to get frustrated, to talk to guys who have been there, ask for advice when you're at shows. I mean, just jump in. You know, there's there's no reason to get discouraged if you're not on the podium your first show. 
There is no reason to get discouraged if you zero. I zeroed at least 10 shows um, in, when I first started. Like, there's no shame in it. There's no shame. It's a, it's a learning curve for sure. And the only way that you're going to get started though, is to jump in and do it. Right. Um, and I mean, how, how many shows roughly would you say you've done since you started Strongman? You're a pretty active guy. Yeah, this is year six for me. Let's see, I started when I was 22. I'm 28. Um, I usually do about seven shows a year. So I pro I'm probably at or around 40, I'd say. Wow. So that's another thing I want to talk about, your experience. And it seems like you've been um, getting into coaching a little bit more. You touched on it a little bit. Do you, So how has that been now, like coaching athletes? Um, It's been fun. You know, I've I've enjoyed doing it. Um, And obviously, you know, I... I I don't do it for a full-time living. I'll take on, you know, I, I don't have more than 10 athletes at once. Um, and the reason for that is, is, you know, my passion's education. Right. I love being a teacher. I love working in education. That's my passion. Um, but then second to that is also, you know, working with people and improving themselves. Um, so I've been, I've, I've really, really enjoyed, this is my first year actually doing it. Um, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed seeing the pro the progress um, my clients are making. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but no, I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, I, at the start, I had kind of a tough time balancing my own training with also training athletes, but, um, it's gotten better over time. Right. Yeah. I was going to touch on you being a teacher and, and working in education. You're just a very well-spoken guy. And it's like, I feel bad even like saying a cuss word on the episode. You're just such a nice, well-spoken guy. So it's good. It's, 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 it's making me better, you know? Hey, hey dude, no, you're and, like, if you want to cuss, you're totally cuss. No, no, I, I, I I try, I try to stay away from it just because when I'm teaching, you know, third graders, or I'm teaching like 10 year olds. I never want to cuss in front of them. Right. So, no, that's great. That's, yeah. that's good. That's nothing you should like have to apologize. That's, that's good. That's a trade. I wish I had, I need to, I need to put my dad listens to podcasts. Okay. Every week he listens to our podcast and every week I ask him how he liked it. And he, he points out moments. I swore and said, it'd be better if you didn't swear. So he's going to tell me on Sunday that he liked you as a guest. Cause you're, Oh, see, I, I, I hope, I hope you, I, I haven't heard you cuss yet, Josh. So, I mean, All maybe right, he, might, he might enjoy you as, I, th as a I think you're, I think you're rubbing off on me. Good. That's, that's good. But, uh, but if you guys are interested in, uh, definitely follow i know dante will have your name on the thing your instagram name um it's cjp underscore u90 um hit him up if you're interested in coaching definitely follow him he's a great follow fun to watch all his training videos and everything like that um just a generally great dude so if you're at a show and you see cj definitely don't hesitate to go up to him yeah and you know um one of the things that i've really enjoyed this past year i've seen it more often is uh, i have some guys who are interested in joining um sending me messages asking me about how I got started, kind of asking me about what my journey is. Um, and you know, I, I enjoy getting, getting people started in the sport. Um, it doesn't obviously have to be coaching it can be something super informal where we're just chatting about, um, you know, how you get started. Um, more than anything, you know, I want to spread positivity for the sport. Uh, I want to spread the sport. I want it to grow. Um, I'm not going to be, you know, an athlete forever. Um, I want to see a second wave come after me. Who's, hopefully dominant, who's fun to watch, uh, who I can, you know, support going forward. Right. Um, so if any young guys, any um, younger individuals, young athletes um, want to get in touch with me, I'm always willing to talk about my journey, how I started um, and how you can get started as well. Right. That's a prime example of why I fell in love with Strongman is guys like you that are like at the, you know, upper echelon, top level and are always willing to help. Super nice. Go up to them at a show, talk to them, say what's up. That's, that's great. So make sure you guys are following CJ um, and, and 
hopefully he did well this weekend where this is airing on Sunday. So I think you're going to do great. I think it'll be a good show for me. I, th- I yeah. think it will. And if anything, you know, uh, it, it wouldn't be my first humbling. Um, I guess that's another thing I can say to novice guys uh, is you're going to get humbled a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, here I am talking about how great I'm going to do on certain events. Who knows? I might get humbled. You never yeah. know. No, that's... Good, humbling is good for everyone. Right. For sure. I mean, I know everyone, we're going to have it on the TV at 5-8 at my gym, 5-8 Barbell for, uh, on Saturday or during our strongman Saturday. So we'll all be rooting for you because you're on the podcast this week. So oh, got a full gym, got a full gym rooting for you on, uh, on Saturday, man. Uh, but you have anything else you want to want to touch on anything I missed? I mean, um, no, like I, I just, yeah, I'm excited at the opportunity to compete at a show that, you know, has the prestige of clash. You know, I think it's gonna be a really fun opportunity. Yeah. I'm thankful for that. Um, I'm thankful for the support from the community and, you know, I'm just, I'm really excited to be there. You know, yeah. not to sound like a walking cliche, but I really am excited to be there. No, no doubt. It's it's going to be awesome to watch. And like I said, we're excited to support you. So, and everyone there, you know, it'll be fun. I, I, I just, I, I try to get it through to as many people as possible. I know, I understand finances are hard for people, but if you're in Strongman and you want to support it and you have the money, it's $5.99. Um, Anthony Clash SPS on Instagram, Anthony Furman. They always post the links to their show. And if you go to their website, they're up there. So you can see the upcoming shows. The under 80s is coming after CJ. You know, it really helps Strongman grow if you go and just buy that link. You know, you can watch oh, yeah, it back sure. later. It's And it's not a half-assed um, stream. It's a professional live stream. And yeah, the guys do a good job. The ADL pro guys, they do a great job. It'll be, it'll be a... a uh, It'll be a well-used $6. Well, for sure. So support that. We'll be rooting for you, CJ. Make sure you guys follow him, and, and we appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, thanks, Josh. I appreciate you having me, man. Um, yeah, anytime anyone who wants to message me, always feel free. I'm always open to talking about Strongman. Um, yeah, just thanks for having me. Awesome, man. Thank you.